Hello and welcome to Across the Acres, a Bex Hybrids podcast, where our goal is to connect, challenge, and inspire each and every one of you by interviewing others whom have a story or message to share. I am joined by my ever faithful co-host, producer, engineer, man behind the board, and wearing a boot. Yep. Morgan Fitch. Yeah. Wearing Ex- a walking boot. <laughs> Explain the boot, please. Broke my foot. Broke your foot. So who did you kick? <laughs> I don't like to give names. Out, I understand. So, but he looks way worse, right? Oh, for sure. Just to be clear, for sure. Yeah, and teach you to. So keep... if you hear me moaning in pain, it, that's, that's why. why. Okay. Well, also with us today, we are thrilled to have the one and only Sheila Downey, ladies and gentlemen. And this is a cool moment because I've wanted to interview you since the, we first thought of Across the Acres. Because, if I can give you the reasons why, okay. your personality is just so magnanimous and it's just fun to be with you. You're just a fun person. And so the world needs to know who you are. <laughs> well, so you're going to have to use some, some smaller vocabulary. Oh, sorry. I, I can't <laughs> spell that word, by the way, so don't. Don't, yeah. don't look at me. I was getting ready to Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you pick up your phone. Yeah, yeah exactly. Don't, don't get overly impressed. I, I can't spell yeah. words. I just yeah. say words. But no, it's it's really a treat to have you here. Well, thank, thank you. you. Thank and you. I know you're very busy. So today we're gonna we're gonna get right to it. Okay. Uh, tell us who is Sheila Downey? Where'd you grow up? Where's where's home for you? So Sheila Downey grew up as Sheila Glunt, just down the road, literally. Glunt. Glunt. Spell that for me. G. L-U-N-T. Oh, okay. I can handle that. Yeah. It's not, not as bad as <laughs> no, uh, I... magnanimous. Right. <laughs> I just didn't know if there was an E on the end. No. You know, people do that. Nope. 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 Okay. Grew up down the road. Uh, my mom and dad had a hog farm, and so I grew up okay. in the Farrowin house, is what I like to say. Nice. I remember as a kid, pushing my little grocery cart down between the sows with my sand shovel. Yeah. Feeding, feeding all the sows. There you go. As I went through the Farron house. Process but, litters too, or no? Oh, yeah. Dad and I raced. Okay. We, could, we, we would process pigs and see who could process a pig fi- faster. Sure. Um, he beat me. But okay. we were we were right at the 52-second mark. For, wow. And that's for the boars, because you got to castrate them, too. Right. So, it, I think fast. for our listening audience- mm-hmm. What does it mean to process a pig? So we were processing the baby pigs or the the piglets at uh, 24, 36 hours. Yep. And you'd clip their needle teeth yep. and you'd notch their ears. Yep. Then you'd give them two shots. Um, in the I remember giving some kind of oral medication at one point in time. Probably would have been an iron, more oral iron. Or did you give iron? We were any, doing iron shots. Iron shots. Yep. Okay. Yep. So yep. yeah, the oral could have been a couple different things. Yep. Anti-scour more yeah, than likely. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And then uh, dock and tails. Okay. And then if we had boars, we were castrating them. Okay. So. Our listening audience who isn't familiar with hog production, they're now Googling needle teeth. <laughs> I was what, about to. What the heck is a needle teeth, right? Well, it's basically our canines, but- you have to clip them, otherwise the sow does not appreciate being nursed. Correct. Correct. Essentially. And piglets play, just like kids do. They do. So They're rough, even, right. with each other. Yep. Um, so you grew up in a farrowing house. How many sows <laughs> are we talking here? So when I was um, in elementary, middle school, we had 250 head of sows. And then okay. by the time I was in high school, mom and dad had expanded. They had 1,000 head of sows, fair to finish. Wow. That's a serious yeah. operation. Yep. Yep. Well, and especially at that time, it would have been even larger than, by today's standards, obviously it's become corporate almost. Right. It's a small operation uh, by today's standards, for no sure. No question. But back then, a thousand sows is a big deal. Yeah, it was a lot. 
just dad and mom, or were there hired hands? We or? had hired we had hired guys. Okay, I was gonna say if they were yeah. doing it by themselves, my no. goodness. Dad was there a lot, but okay. uh, mom kept all the books. Okay, so not when when not in a Fairwing house. Uh, I'm a graduate of Sheridan High School, so nice. go Blackhawks. Yeah, nice shout-out. I love shout football, out. so okay. when I moved to Hope and they didn't have a football team, I was like, what, what do you do on yeah. Friday nights? Yeah. Go play football. Right. Um, you didn't want to know the answer to what they did on a uh, Friday night. Nefarious at best. <laughs> yeah, Another big word I can't spell. Yeah. No, uh, I played volleyball in uh, high school. We had a rule in our house that you had to play one sport. My brother was extremely good at sports. I did not love sports at the time. Okay. I hated running, so I did volleyball because there was not as much running. And now I actually really enjoy running, which oh, is strange. Um, you too. Five Ks. Love oh. doing a five K. I don't. I don't know. Running to me is necessary. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, but I'm not sure I enjoy. Yeah. I might beat you today in that boot. I think everybody could beat me today in this boot. This thing is. Like a ten pound weight on my foot. <laughs> I I believe it. It looks beefy. Okay, enough about the boot. Sorry. Back, Sorry. Back okay. to you. Yes. Sorry. So volleyball, uh, libero, or were you more of a setter? What was your role? So I got the mental attitude award, which basically meant <laughs> good job for cheering yes. your team on. You're a great bench warmer. <laughs> I got that I'm same okay award. With that. I am too. Uh, I was bench warmer of the year. Yep. Oh, good yep. for you. Okay. Yep. Uh, fairly good student? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I loved, I like school. School came easily for me. Okay. Um, my favorite place to be was the ag room. So sure. uh, I was the first female president of the Sheridan FFA chapter. Nice. So I can I can check that little box. We're with a celebrity today. I, I didn't know, know watch that. Out. Yeah. Okay. Good. But yeah. Very good. Always, That's a cool honor. Always trying to do FFA stuff, 4-H stuff. Um I showed 4-H, I showed um, pigs with a lot of other employees here at Bex. You bet. So, Ashley Schultz, uh, Ashley Fisher, um, we bet. were all in 4-H together. Now, that, this is something we can talk more about later, but why not right now? You are a part of a glass ceiling breaker uh, within the industry. There are not very many um, ladies that have done what you have done. And, and let me explain. A lot of ladies in the ag industry do wonderful things, and they they hold positions of great authority and power. But you have a um, a knack, a, a niche market of being in the field. Oh yeah, I love it. And that isn't always where we see the ladies, right? Sometimes we do, but it's I would say it's more rare than common. We have a lot of ladies that work in our office, and they do wonderful things here at Bex. But to be in the soil with the farmer, yeah. I don't know that that's all that common. Am, am I wrong in that? Yeah, don't put me behind a desk. Right, because you'd feel <laughs> trapped. And and so you, you're just out there with them, and yeah. you're getting it done, and I love that. I, I just That's the way my sisters grew up. So I'm used to that, but I don't see it a lot. We don't have a ton of female agronomists, as an example, but we have a few, mm-hmm. and they do a great job for us. So yep. thank you, ladies, for yeah. all you do. Yeah. But no, that I think you're a part of a, a movement where we see more and more now. I go to all these career fairs. And more and more ladies are willing and wanting to and desiring to get in the field. And I love that. I think it's great. You got to have some tough skin sometimes. You do. And you got to have a sense of humor. Ooh. So, yeah. Yeah. you just got to be able be uh, able to roll with that. Yeah. A sense of humor piece in particular. Yeah. Um, yep. Were you ever picked on as a kid being a lady in FFA? Or just in general? Not necessarily. I mean, a lot of my friends growing up were guys. 
Sure. And so you just got to learn to either give it back to them or just let it roll off your back and keep rolling. Yeah. Okay, good. Well, you do it well. Thanks. We appreciate it. After high school, then what happened? So I went to Purdue to major in farm management because I was going to come back home and run the family hog farm and be a rich hog farmer. Sure. (laughs) Yeah. Drive a 1969 Stingray Corvette, a yellow one. A yellow 69 Stingray. That's what I was going to do. And I like her more all the time. (laughs) (laughs) This is great. Then I met um, who would be my future husband at Purdue, and he grew up in a um, on a beef operation, and his cows didn't want to move north, so I had to make the big decision. Oh man! Do I stay at home, or do I marry this cattleman and move Mm. to Hope? Cows. Yeah, I knew nothing about cows. Okay, but early hogs. I mean, time. Any livestock kid will tell you, you grow up around livestock and you can adapt pretty easily. You you kind of get an idea of, you know, hey, that gate probably ought to be shut, whether it's sheep or goats or, or right. pigs or cows. I mean, so. We want to keep the animals in the barn. Correct. In the pasture. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he was persuasive enough to convince you to move about how far south? Hour and a half. Okay. So, See not that? terrible. But it's it's still not like you're going to run home and, and have lunch with mom and dad nope. or help out with chores. Nope. Can't run the family hog farm from there. No. So you had to give up your dream of the hog farm. How about the Corvette? Don't have a Corvette. Oh, and actually yet. now, I kind of want a Jeep Wrangler now. Soft top Ooh. with a stick shift. I got, man, I grew up driving a stick shift truck. Uh, yeah. Had one yeah. clear until we had to get a family vehicle because of kids. <sighs> I, drive, right. I drive a six speed today. Yeah. It's a little tougher nowadays, dude. With the boot. With the boot. <laughs> not that we're talking about you, the boot. No, but. we're not. Right. It's gonna get its own podcast here. <laughs> but I love I love driving stick. Yeah. Like I grew up on it yep. and I can't think of anything else. Yep. So yep. I'm I, with you. I keep telling my oldest, I said, We're gonna get you like a, a Ford Ranger, like an old beater or an S ten or something yes. like that. So that with you a learn tranny. how so that you learn yeah. how to drive a stick. Plus it's 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 theft protection. Yeah, I mean, so many kids. Seriously, oh. it people is. don't know how to drive a stick. I, that is so true. Yeah. Uh, off topic, I went to valet at a hotel one time, and they called me and were like, "Nobody knows how to drive your car. Oh, uh, my gosh. can you come down and move it to our private garage yourself?" <laughs> They're a valet. That's, that's their job. That's what I said. Wow. Okay. And then they look for a tip, and you're like, "Well, no. Yeah, yeah. I don't think so. Sorry, buddy. Couldn't right. Drive my yeah. car. Yeah. Anyway. Oh my." This uh, gentleman on uh, Cattleman on a white horse that stole you away. Yep. What, what's his name? His name is Nathan. Okay. And mm-hmm. uh, Nathan wooed you south. He did. And then you started a family. Yeah. How many kids? We have two kids. Okay. And then, you know, Nathan just turned 40. So some days I have three children uh, oh. 13 and 11. My wife and 40. can relate. <laughs> yeah. Yep. No, it's, it's good. A lot of fun. Two Does, boys. Does he support your dream of a Jeep Wrangler? Um, most days. Okay. But there are other dreams that he would like. I mean, he would like a barn. Oh. So I'm pretty sure the barn is going to come before, before the Jeep, Jeep Wrangler. Yeah. Unless I can find one. Here's what you say. You get your, we'll get your barn, but I need, I need this Wrangler for well, me. I'm hoping to use my kid as the excuse to buy the Wrangler. Uh. Like, Logan needs a set oh. of wheels. See, right. that's... That's a gift right so, there. Yeah, you just got to yeah. do Sale, the backdoor approach. Salesperson right here. Yeah. Figure out how to get what you need. You yeah. just 
Yeah. Nice move. <laughs> Your boys' names? Uh, Logan is 13, mm-hmm. and then Elijah just turned 11. Oh, you're in a really cool age. It is very fun. Uh, they are self-sufficient yep. in the sense this morning I said, okay, um, you have parlay practice after school, and then you have to be ready at 445 to get on the bus for your basketball game. Um, Dad's driving the bus today, so don't come home. So take your jersey, take shoes, stay after for parley. And then I looked at my youngest. So I was like, all right, you're going caroling with student council after school. Oh, man. Kelly's going to bring you home at four. You have to find a ride to practice at seven, and you have to find a ride home from practice at 830. Because <laughs> wow. I'm going to Michigan. Dad's going to the game. Logan's going to the game. But they have one flip phone. I'm not giving my kids a smartphone. You go, girl. So they've got a flip mm. phone. It stays at the house. But it's got everybody's phone numbers in it, so he can start calling. Hey, Grandpa, can you get me a ride to practice? Perfect. They they know how to feed, so they do all the feeding for us pretty much nice. at night. Mm-hmm. So you are raising men. We, I would like to think so, and then well, I guess there's still men. At times, I come home and I'm like, "This is an open thing of milk. Why? <laughs> Why yeah. is it not in the fridge? That can't be solved. <laughs> I mean, milk um, tastes better a little spoiled, right? Just like sure. Just Morgan. a little, like yeah. a little chunky. Just, just a little clunk clunk. Just, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Back yeah. to the boot. <laughs> it's like uh, two ice cubes and whiskey, you know? Oh. Just two nice little, no? I'm just no. kidding. No way. There are no mothers way. around the globe, though, right mm. now listening to this, relating and feeling your pain because it just is what it is. Uh-huh. Whether it's yeah. the dirty sock or the open milk or, or the fridge left ajar that far or yep. lights. Why do they leave lights on? I don't understand. I did a test with the sock thing. Okay. And um, we have a Roomba because I I got, um, I need some help. Sure. So I bought a robot. Sure. Smart. And and we have hardwood floor. Why not? And so she does, her name's Mabel. Mabel the Roomba. Ours was named Britta. Yes. So I like that. Yeah. Britta. So ours, Mabel runs Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So if there's a sock on the floor... I just left it to see how far Mabel would drag the sock mm-hmm. around the house to see if we could find it or if anyone else even noticed <laughs> that it was missing. Nobody did. No, that's the problem. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. My wife tried the same. Anything left on the bathroom floor was confiscated. Yeah. Well, it was like three or four weeks went by, and finally, you know, they're wearing the same pair of socks for a week. Boy, I really could use another pair of socks. Yeah, we have them all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Yep. Kids. Yep. And they get creative. They do. I've heard the story that you can wear a pair of underwear multiple days. Inside, inside outside. Out. Yep. Right side, not, back not side. Not supposed to wash jeans. <laughs> That's an Smith. example. Yeah. John, yeah, well, I don't know that Sean Smith feeds cows like <laughs> That's my true. kids That's do. True. Yeah. So I want my kids to yeah. wash their oh, jeans. yes. Please wash your jeans. <laughs> yes, please. No manure, manure at school. Yeah. It does not. It's not like wine. It doesn't nah, age well. No. No. no definitely no. not. But. Nope. So now we're. We're done with Purdue. Yep. And before we start having kids, you got a job. I did. And where was that job yep. at? I, I worked for a company called Precision Partners. Okay. Uh, we kind of had three spaces. We sold and serviced Ag Leader equipment, which is okay. a Precision Ag um, equipment. We pulled soil samples, which is what I did. And then we wrote nutrient management plans Oh yeah. for um, guys that were getting equip money from NRCS, um, my dad was still running the hog barn, so we wrote his nutrient management plan and things like that. So okay. 
I worked behind the desk doing a lot of that stuff, but it was calling guys, getting information. And then during soil sampling season, you know, I'd go out and help pull sometimes or write the okay. fertilizer wrecks or things like that. So okay. for men that grew up outside of uh, row crop agriculture, why do they call it precision agriculture? Do you know why that is? Well, um, I, I imagine it's because we're, we're trying to take this big, huge field and manage it in smaller chunks. If, if I've got an area that's lower yielding and that's higher yielding, hopefully I can figure out why that's doing what it's doing and then just treat that area a little differently to make my whole field better. Perfect. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. I'm, I'm assuming there's also, over time, any industry starts to develop this nomenclature or, or words that mean different things than what they really mean. But in the ag world, we're pretty, I don't know, normal. And we just take a word like precision. It means you're becoming more precise. Right. I mean, it's just we're not overthinking things, which I like. But you do bring up a good point. You've got to be careful of when you're talking to people that didn't grow up in ag. It's kind of the same thing. Um, Our pastor calls it Christianese. We have to be careful of some of the words that we use when we're talking about things like a blessing and stuff like that. You know, everybody should know the word blessing. But But. depending on what context you use it in, sometimes you are speaking more Christianese than layman's terms. That's a great point. So I have to remind myself of that in the ag space too, is, um, Hey, I need to, not, not saying I want to dumb it down. No. Just that I want to make sure I'm explaining what, what I'm trying to, what I'm trying to say. Absolutely. And because we're recording this in December, it just popped into my head, the blessing. And we just watched National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation as a family. And there it is again. She's like, doesn't hear him. So she starts to Say the National Pledge Anthem. of Allegiance. Or Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. it is. Oh, I love that film. It's uh, the best. Most quotable movie ever, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. It's up there. It's it's crazy how many times you can plug in a, a line from that film. Yep. Yep. I have actually never seen that. <gasps> what? But because it's the most quotable movie, I can. I think I've pieced enough of it together. You've watched it. <laughs> I've basically watched yep. it. All the merch out there. Oh, yes. That, yeah. But I have never seen the full movie from borderline, start to finish. Borderline. I don't even know if that's acceptable. Sorry. We're going to have to end this podcast I early, am, ladies and gentlemen. I, if I told you all the famous movies I've never seen, you Ooh. would kick me out pretty fast. Okay. Pretty fast. Something so we'll else to on. know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There you go. After Precision Ag, uh, what next? Um, so after four years at Precision Partners, I moved or I worked um, at Flat Rock Ag Supply. It's okay. a smaller, independent fertilizer company sure and wrote um or pulled soil samples wrote fertilizer wrecks and then worked in the office um that kind of a, a job is you're either really busy or you're doing nothing and so it was navigating that space of we have nothing really to do today i mean you got let's uh go through the mail and let's Ooh. feast or famine and so it, it was it was a good learning experience. Okay. I enjoyed my time there, but um, yeah. Rex, short for recommendations. Yes, sorry. Yes, yep. there we go. It's Again. okay. Yep, just short sliding. for recommendations. I'm here to catch um, you. Putting, I was going to say, PK and lime, uh, <laughs> <laughs> phosphorus and, and potash and um, lime where it needs to be and you things bet. like that. So, yeah. Okay. Then what came next? So, Steve Gauck 
who is the a one and only. regional Who's agronomy it? manager for the East Side. Mm-hmm. He contacted me one day and said, hey, Bex is going to start this precision ag department, and I think you'd be a good fit. Would you be interested? And at the time, I really wasn't looking to move positions. I mean, I was 15 minutes from home, mm. so it was a good job, good little family um, family environment there. But I was like, well, you know, I, I, I would be doing myself a disservice if I didn't go listen to it. And uh, went to the first interview and thought, oh, this is cool. And of course, growing up in Hamilton County and down the road from Bex, Bex is like the place to be. You bet. Like I, always, I already felt like I was, it was, I was part of the family just because I grew up as a kid. We'd come here at Becknology Days when we had it on Sundays. I mean, I remember the cousins and I sitting out and we'd put together the little balsa airplanes Bex used to have and things like that. Yeah. So kind of had that in my brain. But uh, huh. when you walk in the front doors here in Atlanta, it's like you're walking into your house. I mean, yeah. it's, it's home. Tony's sitting there saying, hey, good morning. Yep, mm-hmm. good morning. We have, a, we have an actual receptionist right there at the front door. Very so unique. When I, when, we, when I walked in and went through the interviews and, and they offered me the job, I called Nathan. I said, hey, I, this is it. Like, Bex is the top. Yep. So I said, I'm, I'm going to go for it. Nine, ten years ago? 2014. Wow. So, yeah. Time flies when you're having fun. You that is no joke. 10-year anniversary. Yeah. Wow. It's been a blast. And I, you've been on the precision side the entire time. The entire time. Now, my my role has kind of changed in the sense where when I was hired, it was just Southern Indiana. And today, I cover the Eastern side. So, Michigan to Arkansas Holy and cow. East. So, my truck, um, I spend a lot of time in my truck. Yeah. No oh, yeah. But have you named your truck? No, I haven't. Okay. This is a fairly new one, though. Oh, well, you've I got mean, time. Yeah, I've got time. No rush. It's got less than, uh, it might have 20,000 miles on it. But oh, it's very new. Yes, there. it is. It is. Okay. 2013 or 20? Um, yeah. yeah. 2013, probably. 2023. 2023. Yeah, 13. What am I saying? I have wow. no idea. It's because you said 2014. I know. It's all your fault. Yep, that's fine. <laughs> I'll take it. Let's just say that. Um, <laughs> if... Farm server is what you serve now, correct? Mm-hmm. That's the precision yes, sir. Uh, vehicle, that what we call our precision vehicle. What does it do? So a farm server is our precision ag platform. Um, platform, that's a better word. Software platform. Yes. I, call it, I, like, I like to use platform better because it's web-based. You don't have to download anything just to your computer. So you can pull it up on your phone, you can pull it up on your computer, your iPad, that kind of thing. So that's why I like platforming. Take it with you. Sure. Um, it's it's a place where farmers, customers can have their own account to put in their data. So guys out here are doing a really good job of collecting data. I mean, you can't buy a new piece of equipment today without having some kind of monitor in there, recording rate, product, speed, uh, elevation, all kinds of things. And so we're really good out here in the industry at recording that data. But when it comes to turning it into useful information, that's where sometimes it's kind of like, ah, I don't know what to do. Kind of like if I hire my taxes done, I know how to pay bills and, and deposit checks, but I, I need to hire somebody to do my taxes. Same kind of thing with data. So Farm Server is a platform or a website farmers or customers can use to put in all that data and then turn it into some kind of usable information for them. And the goal is to help them improve what they've done using their data to make their operation better. Take the mountain of information, funnel it down, yep. make a decision. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. If 
folks are listening, and a lot of people do, who are not familiar with the ag world at all, they, they understand nothing of farming. It could be, could be that they would make the assumption that it's a relatively simple thing to do. It's our contention, our knowledge, what we know is that it's actually very complicated. It's, it's, it can be. We're trying to make it as easy as we can for the farmer. Okay. Um, so one thing people get nervous about is, is the, you might hear the term big data, big brothers watching. Sure. With farm server, Bex is not doing anything with this data other than we're giving the customers a place to put it. They have their own username. They have their own password. We're not data mining. We're not looking at, oh, well, Morgan planted this hybrid and it performed this way. No. Not us. Unless you call and say, hey, I need help with this. I'm not getting into your account. I don't know how. It's yours to keep. That's exactly right. And if if you decide you don't want it, fine. You can delete all your data out, close it out, and be done with it. Okay. So... And for our customers, it's a very expensive product. How much does it cost them a year? So for our customers, it yep. costs them nothing. It's oh, part of the Bex experience. What a deal. <laughs> Value add. That's right. Yeah. That's good. It, the motivation behind it goes back to what Francis Beck said. And, and we kind of, we, we promote this a lot, that what you measure tends to improve. And so if we can build a space for these guys to put all of their information, whether they're using um, one brand on their planner and an ag leader in their sprayer, and maybe they're running a green combine, they can take all of that data, put it into one space, layer it, do some yield by hybrid, yield by soil type. We have a huge weather component, so they can look at growth stages of their crop and when they got rain or when it was dry. And that can help tell the story of why their crop performed the way it did. Tell me about text alerts. So... I know, I mean, we're busy in the summer. I don't know if you guys are busy in the summer. No, I don't do anything at okay. all. Okay, and Morgan, you, you're probably. He's twiddling yeah. his thumbs and exactly. breaking his Just foot. waiting for right. videos to come in. Farmers <laughs> are busy in the summer. So we offer text notifications or email notifications that they can sign up for where they don't have to log into Farm Server per se, and they'll send them a text and say, hey, David, in the next 10 days, these fields are going to hit this growth stage. Here's some PFR studies you can look at, or here's some agronomic things that might help you at this particular growth stage. That is so cool. So we're trying to help that. keep them informed as, as much as possible, keep them, keep them thinking ahead. Because, I mean, I don't know if we've talked about PFR studies on here at all, but we've, we've done studies, we've done research that shows as long as you're hitting these certain growth stages with certain events, that's the best ROI you can have at that time. So if... Maybe I'm not very strong agronomically on growth stages, but as a farmer, sometimes I don't want to admit that. Even as a human being, I don't want to admit no. that. Yeah. So if I've got something that tells me, hey, Sheila, you're hitting R3. Oh, I'm going to call a co-op. Let them know, hey, we're about there. Yes. So Get out there and put that app right. on there and let's go. Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, one more feature that's relatively new, if not brand new this summer for next growing season, ready to plant. Yes, sir. Talk to me about that. So ready to plant is something that we tested this last summer. Um, I'm excited about it. And I'm also excited about the different feedback I've gotten on it. So we're taking lots of weather information, not only air temperature, rainfall amounts, um, growing degree units, but also soil temperature, soil moisture, soil texture, uh, evapotranspiration, solar I love radiation. that word. Yeah, it's a huge word. Yeah. I, I'm, I still don't really know what it means, but it sounds cool. Mm, it does. 
Um, we're taking all that information along with three-day weather forecast, and we're going to predict if a field is ready to plant or if it's not ready to plant or if you should stop planting. Okay. And, and the thing that's been fun is the feedback I get when I first say that. Some guys immediately are like, I'm not going to let a computer no tell me when I'm going to go plant. And I'm okay with that. You bet. I am perfectly fine with that. Um, from my perspective, I would love for that to help someone be more efficient in their time. I'm getting ready to go out and check my fields. Should I turn left or should I turn right out of the driveway? And if we can provide a recommendation on, hey, these fields had this much rain last night, these fields didn't, then that can help that guy decide, okay, I'm going to go this way and check these out first. And if these are ready to go, let's go. Is it fair to say farming, it, while it is a lot of science, there's also art? There is definitely to art it. to it. Yes, sir. And, and farm server is there to help guide the artist mm-hmm. in what they create. Yep. That's yep. what it's here for. Help them interpret. Ooh, nice. Yeah. And so why not use it? Right. Uh, it's Doesn't cost you anything. It's, it's free farm to use. Doesn't. Right. Is it a ton of time to put all my data in? Um, no, if you need help with it, that's part of my job. Yeah. So, I mean, I cover, like I said, the east side of our marketing area. We've got a good team here in Atlanta. We've got a help phone number that people can call. A lot of our dealers are getting really good at this. A lot of our seed advisors are getting real good at it. So if someone needs help, there's also tutorial videos on Farm Server. Um, but for a person to just create their own account and get started, it's really not too terrible. Okay. Your uh, nickname here, what, what do we call you? It's it's surely not Sheila Downey. No, no. It's uh, Farm Server Girl. Yep, yep. I'm the only girl on the team. Yep. And I think my technical title is Eastern Region Precision Farming Specialist. That is way too long. Wow. <laughs> so yeah. I like Farm Server Girl. I do too. I, on the weekends, um, I sell freezer beef at home. So the beef lady is what I've been referred to every once in a while. <laughs> so... We are in the presence of a true story. We are. We really are. The beef lady, the farm server girl, the rock star of the volleyball team. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't, don't I mean, bring that this back is, up. This is cool. I didn't realize. I'm going to get her autograph after we've done there you recording. Go. Oh, my there gosh. Go. This is a great day. Okay. Uh, as we draw to a close here, one last question from me. Morgan, if you've got more, let me know. Go for it. What do you want to do? You're, you're very young. You've got a bright future ahead of you. If you want to leave your mark on your career legacy, what is that? Or is Farm Server Girl what you really want to... So a good day for me is if I can help a farmer discover something with the data that they've collected. If, if I can show them, hey, the money you've invested in this technology and the time that you took to put it in correctly has paid off because we learned this, this, and this, that's a good day for me. The other thing I've been trying to shift my focus on is teaching guys how to do this rather than doing it for them. Um, and it varies from, from customer to customer. Some guys are like, yeah, I can do this. And other guys are like, I'm afraid of technology or I'm afraid of computers. I don't want to mess with it. So it's finding that balance, um, helping pair that guy up with someone who can help teach them. Because I can't be everywhere at once, but I do love helping our customers. I do love that interaction sitting down with them and learning about their operation and their family. So I guess for me, um, I don't mind being the farm server girl the rest of my time here. I okay. love Bex. I love the family of employees we have. I love our customers, our dealers. Um, I'm People joke about drinking the Kool-Aid. I'm showering in it. I'm like, bring it on. Let's do it. it it's 
it's interesting that I think the haters, for lack of a better word, they don't believe that it's real. And it really is. I mean, we have a beautiful culture here. Well, it might be too good to be true. I think that's their fear. Yep, could be. Yeah, waiting because, on the bottom to fall out. Absolutely. It can't be real. Right. There's something at play here. Uh, well, what you just described is, is what I've always thought of you as, and I don't think I've ever told you this, so shame on me, but you're a force multiplier, and that's a word that or phrase that has become popular in sports culture of late. It's certainly been a part of corporate culture for some time now, but because you are not afraid to teach and delegate so you can move on to the next person who needs to be taught, that's a beautiful thing. This isn't about you keeping farm server to yourself. This right. is about you giving it to the world. And that's super cool. So keep it up. It's awesome to watch Thanks. you do what you do. It's fun. Um, you're also a really, really good presenter. It's fun to have you as a part of our programs. <laughs> and uh, if anyone is sleepy from the previous presenter, Sheila's here to make sure they're right back. It's I awesome. try to have fun with you what do. I'm doing. And yeah, uh, it can be tough sitting in a room all day long listening to this presenter and this presenter and this presenter. So if I can mix it up a little bit, be good. Anything else you would like to share about, about. life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, Bex hybrids, <laughs> Nathan, do we need, we don't have any dirt on Nathan. No. Is there something we really need to know apart from that he's a 40 year old child? I mean, I think that's how she described him. <laughs> I if might I'm have not done mistaken. That. Yeah. Um, he's not going to listen to this by the way. So it's totally okay. He, he probably won't. No. He, uh, He's been a bus driver. He drives the school bus for the basketball teams. So both Good my for him. 13-year-old and my 11-year-old um, play basketball. That's a very hard job. So he drives the team bus for them. But he, he works full-time construction now. He okay. does still have his bus license for driving the team, but works full-time construction. And then, of course, we've got 40 head of mama cows. So oh my. whoever gets to the farm first gets to feed at night, yeah. mainly the kids. Well, God bless but. him. Yeah, because that he puts is a up with very, a lot with me, especially since I'm on the road. So you bet. Yeah, and I'm very grateful for him being a part of public schools and driving children. That's a huge responsibility. No kidding. And it's it's a challenging environment. Yes. that he's in. Yeah. So thank you, yep. Nathan. Yeah, we really appreciate it. He does have the patience of a saint. Good for him. That's a blessing. <laughs> yeah, and in Christianese, that's a that's a a real blessing. Yes, for sure. Well. If you're ready, then it's time for the dreaded fun fast five. Oh man! Are you I, no, I didn't practice for this. You're not supposed to. Oh, that's okay. the whole goal. Yep. In fact, I left it off your planner on purpose. You <sighs> did. I'm sneaky that way. All right. So if you're ready, I mean, I don't really have a choice. Here we go. <laughs> 80s, 90s, or modern country? Oh, 90s. That's ah, not even a question. Great choice. My kids. Can I mean, we play that game at home. You bet. We start playing a song, and they tell me who it is and what song title it is. Travis I, Tritt. I bought uh, Nathan, for his 40th birthday, tickets to go see Clint Black for nice. the whole family. And they are pumped. Oh, I didn't realize he was oh. still touring. So, did you know you can buy Sony Walkmans at Kroger? Walkman, not I a Discman. No you probably don't even, do you even know what a Walkman is, yeah. Morgan? Yes. He's barely old enough, but <laughs> I remember. Yeah. I'm going to give it to Logan for Christmas because he found Nathan's box of cassettes. And he's nice. like, Mom, can I Bluetooth this Alabama cassette or tape to my... No, no. you cannot. No, you cannot. So I bought him a Walkman for Christmas. Nice. And I'm going to him all of Nathan's I love it. cassettes. Nice. I love it. So, sorry. No, I no. I totally disrupted it. your fast five. That's beautiful. I love it. Bagel or toast? Ooh. So I bought some sourdough bread the other day. I'm going to go okay. sourdough toast. Sourdough toast. Yep. 
win the lottery or keep your dream job? Keep my dream job. Okay. Great choice. Pepsi or Coke? Neither. Water. Water. Always. Uh, Barks Mm. Root Beer. Barks Root Beer. Yeah, but water more than anything. And then last but not least, swim or build a sandcastle? Build a sandcastle, probably. I don't like being cold. Oh, yeah, that's fair. So build a sandcastle. Okay. Fantastic. Well, hey, thank you. So much for being on Across the Acres. Thank you. I've been wanting to do this for quite some time, and the timing just worked out today. Yeah. And your adaptability, which is one of our six attitudes and actions, came to play. Ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, she had about 30 seconds to plan for this podcast, and that was not by design. But um, yeah, really appreciate you being here today. Well, thanks. This was a thanks blast. Thanks for asking. Thanks, Morgan, for hey, thank you. everything. Yeah, for sure. He's good, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, he's good. Yeah. I'll push buttons. Yeah, man. Yeah, but that's important. And wears a boot like a champ. Because David and I couldn't do that. Amen. I bet you could. No. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us today on Across the Acres, where our goal is to connect, challenge, and inspire. Please give us a five-star rating and review on the podcast provider of your choice. And until next time, we'll catch you across the acres.